the Enchanted Ears podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite Disney podcast that may have overdone Just it. Just favorite podcast in general. But that may have overdone it on the minivans a little bit. Oh yeah, bit. definitely. We'll we get into that. <laughs> yeah, favorite favorite podcast in general. Yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, I was just going Disney, but you're going big. You're like, go uh, big or go, go home. Go big or right? home, yep. All right. So, so this week we'll be uh, discussing our recent trip to Disney World. If you listened to last week, we kind of gave our recap of... Our run Disney race. We did the Star Wars rival run. Exactly. So uh, this week we'll kind of just be going over just general, our thoughts on the park, kind of new experiences that are out. Um, some of the new rides that we got to ride. And the food. The food. Yeah. It's a follow-up to our kind of allergy episode a few weeks ago. Yes. I do not believe Disney makes gluten-free food because it tastes too good to be gluten-free. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But before we kind of get into our trip recap, I know everybody loves Disney news. Last week, we actually forgot about this. I got so excited talking about Star Wars uh, and yes. Disney Plus that we forgot to mention the other item in just take my money now Disney news of the Lion King trailer. Yeah, the, the new trailer. Which, so if you haven't seen this, the live action, and I say live action in quotes, nobody can see. I just realized I'm doing quotes here and uh, <laughs> nobody can see that. But it's live action, but it, it's completely CGI. It's like the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. But the trailer came out for this movie uh, a couple weeks ago now at this point. Yeah. And I, I don't believe it's... I do think it's live action. I think they just filmed lions in the jungle. I don't know how they got them to act so well. <laughs> but it looks... It's the most realistic looking CGI I've ever seen. Yeah. It's- I know. You hate. <laughs> you want to hate this movie so bad. I watched so many nature documentaries as a child growing up that these looks- still don't look real to me. And also, all the lions look exactly the same because they're all real looking lions. So, right. It's incredible. I mean, this I'm sure looks- we're going to be able to tell the difference. This looks like a nature documentary. I know you want to hate this movie because and you remember on, like, okay, the cartoon version. Lions in the wild, like older lions have black manes. Why does the scar character not have a black mane can, can anybody answer this question for I me i think it's a little darker i, I think no, not really he just has like a really crappy mane that's like really like flea bitten looking and he has a messed up face i will say i really like what they did with scar because he's he's skin <clears throat> he's skin but to your point though he has like fleas he's very thin i mean the whole he, the whole character of scar is he looks he was, too much like if you've seen not in the lion king 2 he looks too much like nuka which is what he's supposed to be like this flea bitten looking lion scar is regal looking he's not supposed to look like he's skinny but he's supposed to be gaunt not undernourished okay now that you're off your rant but sorry i if you just heard that that was me unbuttoning my zipper because i got too intense and i started to sweat profusely so, but what I like about it is because Scar is in the original, you know, he's banished and his whole thing is he's tired of being hungry and not having any power and that's why he wants to take over. So it makes sense that he's kind of thin and he's not... He's not tired of being hungry. The hyenas are tired of being hungry. But no, but he's been, but he's been banished. Like he's, he doesn't have... He's not been banished. Okay. <laughs> he's just, he's upset because he can't have, he feels that he should be in line for the throne and he can never have it now, especially because there's this new line in the mix. His is more of a struggle for power, not a struggle for 
wanting food. Right. But what I'm saying is that it makes sense to, that he's because he's not he's not the dominant lion. So and he's Correct. not like the main guy. So it would make sense that he's kind of smaller, you know, and not necessarily as put together as Mufasa. So I like what they did with the character. I know you want to hate this movie because you you know the original so well. I will say I, I do. I'm curious to see if I think if you know the original very well, you may have some issues with this just because it's not going to follow exactly the same way. I but- was really mad. Like we were texting with our friends and they changed some of the lines <laughs> and our friends were like, um, they're going to change some of the lines. And I'm like, but they're going to change all the lines. So I think this may have been a mistake to bring this up. You, you are I, I'm very, about this. yeah, I'm very so, passionate. But I think it looks again. It will be good. I just, I'm afraid for future generations of children to see this movie and see it as the gold standard and not the original. Moving on, the other uh, piece of news. So Disney announced the Epcot food and wine dates. So yes. it's more dates than ever. I think it's like eighty some days, but it's going to run from August 29th. Which, if that date sounds, sounds familiar, f- yeah, if it sounds familiar, that's the same date that galaxy's edge is opening so it is going to be insane i don't know if maybe that they're hoping that all the people down there for galaxy's edge if they can't get into hollywood studios because there's now actually it's kind of a side note to food and wine but if you go on disney's website now for hollywood's for hollywood studios or you're, you're looking to book a trip there's actually a little message that pops up that says like, try another time no that like hollywood studios has limited capacity and chances are not every guest will be able to get in. Like they're already starting to put warnings up about capacity issues. So it's opening the same day. So I'm thinking maybe they're doing that in order to try to give some people, you know, something else interesting to do. So, but it's going to run from August 29th all the way to November 23rd. So it's, it's a pretty long time. I, I joked about on, on our Facebook page that I think we're only a few years away from just food and wine being the whole year <laughs> that they just change Epcot to, you know, Epcot, international food and wine festival uh, I, I don't think that would be a bad because idea because they basically have festivals now i mean flower and garden is a mini food and wine like ev- everything that the arts festival it's basically essentially a year-long food and wine anyways so it seems Except like the, for july right yeah i think july is the only month that doesn't have a festival in it so it, it's uh it's pretty interesting yeah so they've already announced that so if you want to interested in going down for star wars and food and wine uh, you'll be able to do that. And one kind of final thing with Epcot is they've Disney's officially announced the end date of Illumination. So Illumination's last show will be September 30th. And then the very next day, October 1st, is going to be the new show called Epcot Forever. And this is a temporary show because they're going to be getting another new show uh, within a year. But this looks pretty interesting. They're going to be using um, like kites, flying kites. Oh, that's uh, cool. To make patterns in the sky and things, and so th- so that'll be interesting. And I think the ultimate, the permanent new show that's going to be coming in another year or so, is rumored to be using drones and things similar. I would so be. It, I w- it, it looks pretty neat. I wonder how long it's going to take Disney, or if they're interested in doing this, because it would be really cool to do something like they do in Tangled, and they could get like drones that look like those Chinese lanterns that they they do like they have in that in that uh, movie. And it would look really cool just all of those flooding the sky all at once. And then they could just bring them back because they're drones. Well, yeah, I think that. And that's kind of what these kites are. I mean, they, they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of, they're essentially drones. 
that look like kites that kind of fly in unison and they have tails on them so their tails can light up different colors and make designs and different things like that. So it looks pretty interesting. So if you go at the end of September, you can see Illum the last show of Illuminations, the first show of Epcot Forever. You can see Food and Wine Festival. You can get Galaxy's Edge. So that that's probably a good time to go right, right at the end of September, beginning of October. All right, so jumping into kind of our trip recap. So as we said, we were down in Disney World for, I think we were at the parks for five days. So we, we kind of went through- Not long enough. Yeah, it's never long enough down there. <laughs> so we went through every park. We thought we'd kind of just give kind of our trip recap. And as opposed to doing, you know, in extreme detail, of like everything we did, thought it'd be best just to kind of walk through each park and talk about like our top um, kind of rides or experiences and food uh, in each category. And that way, you know, it's not necessarily like a chronological trip recap because we kind of, with Park Hopper, you bounce around uh, and different things like that, but just kind of talk about a new thing. So, because as I said, I mean, this was your first time riding Frozen. I know right. I, I'd ridden that before. This was both of our first times in Pandora with, with Avatar and everything. So there's a lot of new stuff to, to kind of talk about. So I think we'll go, we'll take it one park at a time. Maybe we start with Animal Kingdom um, since that was probably the Pandora was was probably the biggest addition yeah, that we had seen That was probably where we spent the most time too, I would say. Right, because we spent so much time in Pandora. Right. So... And not because we were waiting in line there, just because there's, you know, it, it was cool and we'd never been there before. So, yeah, I will say it's an incredible land. So Pandora opened two years ago at this point, and it still seems to be extremely popular. Every day we were down there, the flight of passage ride had a minimum, every time I checked at least, of a two to two and a half hour wait, which is pretty incredible for a ride. Worth it. Yeah, it's pretty incredible for a ride that opened two years ago that there's still that many people going the navi river journey had an hour plus wait Do which i don't know that i would wait an hour for that ride <laughs> but, but we can kind of get into the details yeah, of the ride you want to talk about them yeah now? so but but i just think just kind of in general before we get into specifics they did an incredible job with building this land i mean I, avatar is a good movie i wouldn't say i'm a huge fan yeah, it came I, out nine years ago i've haven't probably watched yeah, it i don't remember it. yeah in, in eight years but they did a great job building out this vibrant land. There's a, it's, it's very lush. There's like water and plants everywhere. Once you're in it, you cannot see animal kingdom. The sounds that play in the park change. I mean, as soon as you walk across the bridge, you start hearing animals from Pandora and you don't hear, you know, the sounds of Africa or, or the entrance it's of animal kingdom. It's pretty incredible how they managed yeah. to, to fade the sounds out. And you are literally just hearing, um, you know, different sounds like maybe bugs or whatever, like native bugs that are hiding in the in the foliage and and things like that. So it's a, it's a really it's immersive. Um, it, it's yeah, super. yeah. And, it, and the other thing that I really enjoyed about it is I could not tell for the most part what plants in Pandora were real plants that are just kind of exotic and weird, and which ones were fake things that Disney put in there. And we're probably made out of, you know, plastic or not plastic, but, you know, like a model of some sort. Right. Yeah, it's incredible. And so I think seeing that got me even more excited for Star Wars because they did such a good job with that that I think they'll do an even better job with Galaxy's Edge. But so talking about the ride. So for those of you who have not been to Pandora, there's two main rides. There's the Navi River Journey, 
which is a very gentle boat ride through a Navi forest. And really, it's an interesting ride, but I'd say the only reason you really ride that is to see the Shaman of Songs animatronic at the end. I think it was really cool. Um, I mean, it's... I wouldn't say that that would be the only reason because a lot of it has the feel of... it's, It's more... I don't want to say not highfalutin. I can't think of the word right now, but it's better than some. If you your amusement park wherever you live might have a dark light ride where you have to wear some sort of like three D goggles and then things will pop out. Um, but everything in there it has like that black lighty glow to it and like paint on it so that it is like these vibrant colors. And yeah, you're you're in their phosphorescent forest, so you don't yes. wear three D glasses or anything in this. But it's basically right. just. A journey through their forest. All the animals are going somewhere. They did a really good job of integrating screens with yes, it. Yes, and they look real. I didn't realize you pointed out after we there was some sort of it kind of looked like a dog like creature running alongside your boat, and I thought it was an animatronic or something. I didn't really catch on, and you said, "Oh, look at the screen integration." Yeah, sc- right, and it, I mean, just because the lighting in there. And the way that they they do yeah they blended in the the screen with it. the sets and they do have some small animals as animatronics so like the plants move so it gives the appearance that there's animals jumping through the plants and then you see the screens so it's a really well done integration and like you said it is interesting to see because it is kind of all black lit and and fluorescent but my point was I wouldn't wait the hour hour and a half that the typical wait time was for this just to see it for that. Well, yeah. If and you're it's gonna, telling, we only rode it once and it's only a couple, it's only a couple minute ride, but at the end it is pretty incredible to see the shaman of songs animatronic, which is like a nine foot She's Navi huge. that has very fluid movements to it. It's one, it's one of their most advanced animatronics they've well, ever right. built. And Navi, if you think about it, they're not human proportions. So they have kind of longer limbs and they have tails and things like that. So whereas a human animatronic, there's not there's less weight there so it's even more impressive when you think about it because that she's huge and also her limbs are long so that is going to require more of the um the imagineers i really like i feel like because there there's more articulation there and that it's longer distances it has to reach from right the core and and it has and they've upgraded so it's not the screen projection face like there's actually the, the, the full face is an animatronic. So it is very impressive to see that. So I definitely would recommend riding it. Um, like I said, if you can't get a fast pass for it and you do have to wait, I wouldn't wait an hour and a half. It it varies throughout the day. Sometimes you can catch it. It was only 45 minutes to an hour. But yeah, it's not something I would wait in line over and over again. Now, moving over to kind of the main attraction there, which is Flight, the of, passage. flight of Passage. Like I said, that line, I never saw in under two hours. I would probably wait in line two hours for it. Right. Um, and and we, had, we, were we, lucky, had, we were lucky we had fast passes, so we didn't have to wait. Right. And because we had the fast passes, I think there's actually, there's an animatronic, I believe you said, in line. Yeah, you, a, a, you miss a lot. If, in if, if you're in the fast pass line, or something. You, you bypass the entire queue. So the queue is actually really interesting because it's built into kind of like a Navi cave system. So you get to go through a cave. There's cave paintings. I believe there's a forest scene in there. Then there's a laboratory scene where there is a Navi animatronic kind of floating in a tube. So you do miss all that with the fast pass. So that that was one thing I was kind of sad that we missed, but I didn't. I wasn't that sad because <laughs> I saved. Yeah, I saved two and a half hours of waiting. But this ride, so we rode it twice. 
Um, I, I would say that they were vastly different experiences for yeah, us both times. I will say it's such a different type of ride. It's unlike anything else well, you've ever ridden to an extent. It's, it's Yeah, it's a lot like Soarin'. It's, but, it's like soaring in the fact that there's a screen that and it and listen, you're in a movement vehicle. But we rode soaring after we rode Navi or not Navi, um, flight of passage for the second time. And I got off of soaring and I was like, well, that was kind of disappointing. Yeah. So but it's similar to that in that you're in a you're in a theater with kind of a dome screen. But other than that, it really is unlike anything you've ever ridden because well, there's just a lot more to it than there is for soaring. You're in. Yeah, you're you're riding in a like motorcycle type vehicle. The idea is that you're riding on the back of a Banshee. So you're in this, it's like you're riding a motorcycle, but the, it breathes. You can feel the Banshee breathing uh, as you move and it shakes and it moves. So, and you do have 3d glasses for this, but the first time you're in it, it's so, you're so disoriented. You're just trying to get your bearings about you that, I do. It, it, I did find it. I liked it the first time, but the second time, once once I knew what to expect as far as the ride vehicle and, and how we were going to move, you could focus more on the story, and I think it made it a lot better. Yeah, I got sick the first time. I felt horrible after I uh, rode it. I was not looking forward to riding it a second time. And our first time, we didn't even mention, we went through all of their stuff leading up, and it's probably like 15 minutes worth of prep. Uh, there's like a whole video and you're in a, this room and they're trying to uh, mat, like talk to you and give it's you all backstory. all the pre-show stuff. Yeah. Right. And then you move to another room and she gives you a little bit more backstory and then you go and you're getting paired to an avatar. Well, all of this happened to us and then the ride wouldn't start. So then they had to move us to another open bay and we had to go through all all of that again so that was kind of annoying it was, it was yeah. kind of a it was a it was kind of funny though because the group of people we were with we were all like joking and saying like we were, we were just kind of like saying things that were happening in the video ahead of it because we knew what was gonna yeah. happen so we, yeah we got to see the pre-show twice but yeah yeah, yeah to your point i mean it, it definitely if you are prone to motion sickness yeah it is more intense than soaring so to your point it's similar sure. to soaring in the, in the movement but it's a lot more intense so if you are prone to motion sickness and i have read it depends on where you sit. It's like yeah. some some seats, if you're the out towards time. if you're out towards the edges more, um, it, it can be the the screen's a little bit blurrier, and I think it can give you more motion well, sickness. But uh, if you sit more towards the middle, it helps. But, but whenever you're toward the middle, we were directly in the middle the first time we rode it, and it was a little blurry. We both agreed that it was a little blurry for us, and it also made me sick. We were in the the second time we were in the middle of our row, so. Whenever you go into the, like, whenever they pull you up, you're basically with all of those people, but it, it's like two halves. Yeah, it's so, 16 It's sixteen people, so it's two halves of eight. There's actually three tiers. There's yeah, three so we rows were seven above and each eight other. The first time, so right. we were, like I said, dead in the center, and we said that the, like... And I think it could have been our glasses and again, and again, how we were. Because I have read that that middle is where you want to be. Because I think the second time we were only over one or two. We, yeah, we, we, we weren't, weren't that far, far. But we were more toward the center of our aisle. And again, I think it really helped knowing what to expect the second time and knowing what was going to happen and not being so shocked with the experience that made it so much more enjoyable. Yeah, and and yeah. I didn't get sick at all the second time. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I just think I think the first time you're there, it's so different. It's hard to get into the ride because you don't know what to expect. But it is an incredible ride. The, after mm -hmm. the, after riding it the second time, I, you know I could have ridden it again. It's a great ride. 
Uh, I, I do see why people kind of wait hours for it and everybody's yeah. going to Animal Kingdom to ride it. And even At though Animal it's a couple Kingdom. years old, that people are still going because it is it, it is probably the best ride that Disney has done to date. Every morning when we catch the bus, the lines for Animal Kingdom, I've never seen them like they have been. They were. They were huge every single day. They would. It used to be Magic Kingdom would have these crazy long queues and you would have to wait a couple of buses. But Animal Kingdom was definitely the park to go to. Yeah. And I think that's because people are trying to get there first thing in the morning. Because if you don't have a fast pass, you want to get there early before that line gets too long. But I think other than that, I mean, Animal Kingdom, there wasn't. That's the newest thing there. We got, we did get to see Kevin walking around. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was great. So Kevin's a new walk around character. He was incredible and, and really, she. really, she, sorry. That's right. She was beautiful and really, really cool. But unfortunately, we didn't get to see her for very long because we were sort of in a rush. But it was yeah. really awesome. Um, but I think other than that, I mean, there's not really... There's not really too much to do there. I think one thing I realized this trip was... There's a lot to do there. Well, when I'm in Animal Kingdom... I completely bypassing the animals because I was thinking about this. It's like I could go to a zoo and see most of these animals. Whereas if you're there, you know, you would rather go see, spend your time in Pandora or spend your time riding Everest or a safari. That's almost like there's so much other stuff to do now that I think the animals actually going there to see the animals gets dropped off on most people's list because they're spending so much time riding the rides. Right. And, I mean, as an animal person myself, I and I wasn't feeling like we were lacking in our trip because we didn't go see the animals. Like there are a couple that our local zoo doesn't have that I really like to see, but those are animals that we actually can see on the safari. So we just rode the safari and we got to see the hippos, and I was happy. Um, but we have most of the other things, like the, the other creatures, so I didn't miss that at all. Right. Uh, I think the only other thing we, we probably want to talk about is we, you had the gluten-free churros there well all of the food in general yeah but no but in animal kingdom specifically so we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago on our episode talking about food allergies there was the uh the gluten-free churros and those were incredible i tried them again i don't i don't know how they were gluten-free they tasted so good Um, but that was at the nomad lounge yeah, the churros were really great. Uh, they came with two really delicious di- dipping sauces. You kind of miss out, like eating gluten free. You don't get to get the flavored churros or the really cool churros, so you wouldn't be able to partake of those. But the, these Nomad Lounge churros are amazing. They come in like a cool little fryer box, and the dipping van- vanilla and strawberry dipping sauces are delicious. The vanilla one was so good that I had to like dip my finger in the thing, like in the little container, and like lick it out because it was so good. And then also pro tip, dip it in both sauces. I was worried about mixing sauces, but it like the strawberry and the vanilla, I should have known like it's kind of like a strawberries and cream kind of thing. That was really good. And I started doing that toward the end. Anything else on Animal Kingdom? Well, we ate at Tusker House for breakfast. Yeah, we did. We did a character breakfast there. There was the Donald Safari. At that, it's I think you're guaranteed Donald and then the other characters change out, right? Or is no, it I think the same so. One? It was it's Donald. It was Donald, Daisy, Mickey, and Goofy, and right. they kind of just circle around. Well, they said throughout. when we walked in, I believe they said that it was these characters today. So I I assumed that there are other characters too. Let us know if you have ever gone. But again, it was a buffet, so I was a little worried about it. But I'd heard that at buffets they're pretty good at telling you what you can and can't have if you're gluten free. I learned very quickly at this particular place. It just set the tone because this is the first place we ate as soon as we got to Disney. I learned very quickly that they accommodate 
really, really fast. They asked if there was anything they could do or get for me. And I said, oh, I would love to have some waffles. And they bring out a plate with waffles with blueberries and strawberries. And that stuff wasn't even on the menu, like blueberries and strawberries. I thought it tasted a little bit like it was very dense, kind of tasted like cornbread. But I shared mine with like I shared shared one with you and you thought it was delicious. Again, Yeah, I thought all the gluten free food tasted good. Yeah, so it was it was, was really, really good. Impressed. And I learned that I think that their shorthand for letting people know that it's gluten-free was to put a strawberry on the plate okay. for allergies in general. I don't know if it's just gluten-free. That was a really great experience. Moving on from Animal Kingdom, um, we can go to Hollywood Studios next. Did we get the Dole Whip there too? No, that's at Magic Kingdom. Okay. So moving on to Hollywood Studios, we spent the least amount of time there because there's really not a ton to do in Hollywood Studios at this point, just because so much of it is still closed. Um, but we wanted to, to definitely go see Toy Story Land and ride Slinky Dog Dash. So we, we went there first thing in the morning because we didn't have any fast passes. So we got there as soon as the park opened and we started walking in and we basically asked somebody, hey, what's the quickest way to get to Toy Story Land? And they said, just follow all those people because they're all going there. And literally <laughs> it was a horde of people, literally everybody walking to the park goes straight to Toy Story Land. Like it's incredible because that's the only thing to do in that park right now. So, I mean, it's a beautiful park. Like we spent a lot of time there just taking pictures because the colors of all of the the toys and all of the decorations they put up around the park to make it immersive. And of course, everything is jumbo size because they want you to feel like you're a toy. Yeah. So it is so like photographic. It's a it's a great place. No wonder why you're on Instagram. You see so many pictures. of. Yeah, it is. I mean, again. I mean, Pandora, they did a great job with Toy Story Land's the newest land. They did a great job with this, too. It, it, it mm-hmm. is. It, you're right. It's very vibrant. You're, yes. you're correct. It, it is. It really invokes, like, being a child in there. It, it was a perfect every, place every, to go. Everything's built with connects and, and things like that. Like, nothing is just a normal thing. It's all, all built with toys. Right. So we got there first thing. We got in line for Slinky Dog Dash. We didn't wait too long for it. But that's a really fun ride. I mean, it's not a high thrill coaster. Yeah. It's a family coaster, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, there, there's some launches to it. Yeah. I enjoyed the, it's, like in the middle of the ride where we launched and kind of even went backward. Right. And then that's also a great place to take pictures whenever you're done after, because the roller coaster literally pauses. So you get, you can almost, it looks like it's in motion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. And the queue was, was cool because it's all built. The whole idea of the ride is that Andy built this Slinky Dog Dash coaster in his backyard and you're riding it. So the queue is like the box for the coaster and like mm-hmm. the parts and different things like that. And all the drawings like that. that he has in notebooks and the notebooks are on every, like all sides of you and they kind of help to even make the queue a little bit. So you have like crayon drawings everywhere and some of the ceiling has the crayon draw- drawings. So it's, I mean, it was a pretty entertaining like it was entertaining to stand in line. I wish, and then my Disney Play app. I tried to pull that up because I'd heard that there's some cool features there uh, with the Disney Play app, but the Disney Play app was just not cooperating, so I didn't get a chance to do it. And then I realized I was spending more time staring at my phone than staring at what was around me, and I didn't want to ruin it, so I gave up. Besides that, we walked around a little bit around Hollywood Studios. Uh, we took some pictures with some characters. Um, but we really didn't do too much else. Yeah, I feel like all we did really was we rode Slinky Dog and we took pictures. Controversial statement here. I said, hey, do you want to ride Tower of Terror? And you go, no, <laughs> it's okay. It's not the good one anyways. So, <laughs> Like we would, both of us, I think, feel the same way where we say California has, they have 
Tower of Terror down on lock. Like that ride is so much fun because it's Guardians of the Galaxy and you you when you fall the music's on so it's not like supposed to be this I mean yes it is called the Tower of Terror but it's a lot of it's fun. It's a fun ride as opposed to a scary ride in in um Disneyland. In Disney World, we have the better Space Mountain in my opinion. Right. I and I said controversial statement because I think a lot of people yeah. are upset that they switched Disneyland over to Guardians, but but yeah, you're like I oh, I don't really care to ride the Tower of Terror, so we didn't end up riding it this time. We've ridden it plenty of times before, but I just thought that right. was funny. Well, there are other places and other things we hadn't seen, so we figured it was a good trade. Yeah, yeah, we kind of we went to Hollywood Studios with with a goal in mind, and we wanted to spend again more time in Animal Kingdom and other things like that. So yeah, let us know what you think. Which ones are better on our on our Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Right. So, so yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it for Hollywood studios. We can move to, uh, Epcot next. Um, oh, Epcot. Yeah, so spent a lot of time in Epcot again. So it was the flower and garden festival, which is a, a great time to go because they have all the topiaries out everywhere. And they're, they're really cool. Um, there were some different ones since whenever you were there, right? Yeah. They, they had different ones every year. So they had, uh, like Miss Piggy, they had like Boat Peep, I think, this year because of Toy Story. So they always are kind of rotating out a couple of them. But again, as we kind of talked about earlier, Epcot is, every festival now has these food stands and everything. So there was a ton of food. The Orange Bird drink. <laughs> the orange Bird slushy was a, was a big hit. So you get this like oh orange gosh. cream slushy in a commemorative uh, collectible orange yeah, bird an orange sippy bird. cup and so you drink the slushy out of like you're basically drinking orange bird's brains <laughs> it tastes very good yeah it, yeah yeah you're basically just like slurping his brains out of his head but it's it's a really good drink and it's, it's a it's, it's a cool really cup. sweet if you're not a big sweet person then i wouldn't recommend it but it is delicious yeah, but, it's like a kind of like a creamsicle right? right but those things are selling like crazy i mean there's just People are constantly going to that booth. It, there's still a month or two left of uh, Flower and Garden. So if you're interested in going, because I know some people aren't sure where to get it. As soon as you come into World Showcase from Future World, if you make a right, like you're going towards Canada, it's on your left. It's like the Citrus Cafe or sun, sun, Sunshine, easy for me to say, uh, Citrus uh, cafe but it, it's right it's right there on your left as you're walking towards canada yeah you, uh, you won't see it they have kind of the orange birds sitting out front so you can't miss it but a lot of good stuff i mean you tried a couple different things um, um and i think you liked everything they had yeah because so, again it's kind of like sampler sampler platter type right stuff. so we went we got i mean if we're gonna do it a little out of order we after we we went to la Creer, which we'll talk about but we went to northern lights after eating at la Creer, which we, I was so full, but I wanted to try that. Somebody on the bus had told me that there's a maple popcorn milkshake. Uh, and that to me was just like right up my alley. So I actually had wished there was more popcorn in it. It was that was that it seems like an odd combination, but it was really good salty to the sweet. And it's pretty small. So it was nice that yeah, it wasn't huge. Big. Yeah. Um, and I'm but I would if you're going to try one or the other, I'd still I'd take the orange bird slushy over over that and that was at northern lights that i got the maple right. and we can talk about so yeah i think the the big food item here would be we ate like you said it yeah Le, we Le, ate Le, at La- Le cafe Mar- marrakesh and at la Crie. yeah cafe marrakesh it, it was good it's really far 
kind of back. It wasn't crowded at all. Yeah, and I think you can miss it easily. Yeah, I think it's because people don't know it's back there. Um, I think it was good. It, we didn't go. Like, they have belly dancers and things there. We went for lunch, so they didn't have the entertainment out, I think, right. which would have given it a different a atmosphere. completely different atmosphere. Um, I thought the food was good, though. The food was... Like, again, this is what I ordered, and I like a lot of things, but I felt like it was just okay. It had, like, kind of potatoes in it, but they were just kind of blandish potatoes. Uh, it, I think it, I just probably ordered poorly. Yeah, and again, I think that was more around the atmosphere, too. I think it would have been much different if we went. Um, but we did eat at uh, Le Crie. I think I'm saying that right. My yeah, f- Le Crie, I'm, I think. I'm not very good French. I think it means the cellar, I think in French. I'm not 100% sure. I feel like I looked it up and it wasn't So, there. but it's a it's a steakhouse. So it's it's a pretty highly rated. Usually people it's between that and the yachtsman of, you know, who has the better steak. But I thought it was incredible. It, it was it was really well done. Uh you had the poutine. Oh my goodness. What you loved. So. It was the single best thing I put in my mouth while I was in Disney World. <laughs> it I mean, I had, it wasn't, let me look it up exactly because they're, they have different kinds of poutine. It's not all the same. Yeah. So it it was, uh, it was the gluten-free version. So it had a red wine reduction on it instead of the gravy. No, no, no. It's a, it's a particular kind that comes with a lot. There are, are, I think two or three different kinds of poutine that they offer. One of them has like, you know, your gravy and things on it, but I think it's called the La Crie Poutine. It is naturally gluten free. Right. Well, I that's believe. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think well, the it's main not, one, I think it's the not main a specific one, one that they the make. The main one people would get would be and I think with that, gravy. And on she it. said, I think that that's one of their most popular things that people order. Right. Poutine and is a very Canadian for dish. Good reason. Yeah. Uh, it had, I think it had like truffle oil on it and cheese curds and that red wine reduction. And it was incredible. Yeah, it, it was really good. And I think, like I said, I think all the food was really good. It was a really good steak. It was all very filling, too. They have a maple creme brulee, which I wanted to try. But honestly, I was too full from the rest of the, from the, rest of the meal in order to be able to try that. So I, def, I really enjoyed it. I've never been to the Yachtsman, so I can't compare the two. But this was probably the best meal I've had at Disney World. So I definitely plan to go back again uh during our next trip and, and maybe get that creme brulee the next time yeah i i would eat there again in a heartbeat yeah. and again this is and you were i think right by the way it's cellar vault basement pantry okay and it's kind of it's it's built like that i mean the inside of it is a lot of stonework and it, it kind of arches is, yeah, and things everywhere yeah, it's kind of like you're in a, almost like a wine cellar that that kind of feel oh i will say it is it is definitely on the more expensive side so it's not yeah, it's, it's not like a quick service meal or anything like that i mean it's it's definitely more expensive i think you can still use your dining plan on it but yeah, it takes people two, were talking about it takes it, yeah. two credits though so that kind of just gives you an idea of where it fits right if you are eating gluten-free they have bread service and they have gluten-free, gluten-free bread, bread service yeah there that. now after the fact after i'd eaten there there are a couple things i would have changed though honestly i would just order sides i would not get a snake i mean the steak was good i wouldn't get a steak again um i would probably go and just order a bunch of sides second thing I wouldn't, I'd tell them I didn't want the bread because the poutine and with that, like the maple creme brulee, we didn't get a chance to try. I would much rather save my space for that. And also 
steak's expensive, so you could probably get several side dishes for the cost of the steak. Yeah, they have, that's a. I mean, that's a good tip because they did have a lot of good points. I mean, you could even or if you have multiple people, you could order because they have larger steaks. Like they have like porterhouse and things that serve multiple mm-hmm. people, so you could get one of those and split it, and then split a couple sides. Right, and they kind of do like it more a, family style. They had like maple bacon Brussels sprouts that I know I wanted to try, but it was between that and the poutine because I knew I didn't have room in my stomach to eat both. And yeah, because that's a lot of food. That's yeah. A, yeah, if you went with a large group of people, you're right. You could order a few sides, kind of share them, and then it it would be. It'd be I would never share everything. that poutine with any other human. I don't care how much I love them. Okay. <laughs> it could be my own child. No, thank you. Wow. wow. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to the rides. By the way, Disney, if you're listening, you can use that as a blurb to promote the poutine. Okay. <laughs> so the the. Newest ride there, and what you had not ridden before was the Frozen Ever After ride. So, yeah. kind of what was? I know I kind of hyped it up, and I think you were worried that I may have overhyped it. But I think you, I think you ended up liking it. I was worried about the Finding Nemo effect. So, the Finding the Finding Finding Nemo effect is when my friends all talked about how great Finding Nemo was. I watched it, hated it, and then I watched it again. I was like, oh, this is really good. What was wrong with me? Um, I was worried You're about. You're just a them. terrible person that hates fun. That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> I just get really, I, I, I have like this angsty side that wants to hate things for some reason that other people love. It's terrible. But I loved it. I, there was no part of me that was like, this is a dumb ride. Like it is a boat ride at its, like at its core, it's a boat ride. That's not that exciting. But also I will have to say we were tired. So a boat ride was great. I loved every boat ride and every ride that we rode that was slow moving because we were tired from running the half marathon. But still, it was it was fun. Um, the animatronics were really cool. Uh, I would love to see this ride if they had built it a couple years later with the animatronics that they have at um, in Pandora because you can the screen faces are definitely outdated and you can see where the screens. I mean, not badly but you can see the screen ends and the skin on the animatronic yeah if if you look at the side you can kind of see it i disagree because the elsa one has a screen face and because of the way you're looking at her you can't really tell it's really no it's it's, still really good i I was a little harsh on that yeah and kind of i mean you're comparing it to the navi river journey and they're both a boat ride but like i was saying the navi river journey is a very like low thrills boat ride. It's a very yes, slow moving. Every other boat ride in Disney, Pirates of the Caribbean, there's a there's a drop in it. There's some excitement. Even the Frozen one, there's a couple hills in it. You go backwards at one point. Yeah, you go gonna... you go forwards and, a couple times. There's a few d- hills. So you go there's more excitement to it. It's it's with it's almost like El- Elsa is blasting you backward with the cold. Um and then the music swells around you with let it go. It is Everything you said was true, where you said, you know, riding the Frozen ride made me love the movie Frozen, and I became a believer when I yeah, rode that ride. It does a great job. It's it's just short, like, quick hits of the songs, but it just, it hits all of those emotional strings and kind of the, like, the just enough thrills to keep you entertained, and there's some good animatronics in it. it it's, it's, it's a really great ride, I think, from start to finish. Yeah. So, I, I'm glad you liked it. But, yeah, we rode, I think we rode that twice, and the second time we got to ride... It, we we waited in line and not we didn't have a fast pass and so we got to see i forget that guy's name you told me what his name was okens okens sauna yeah, yeah and him riding in the in the on the glass in the sauna which was really funny yeah and the nice thing about that one is that queue's basically all inside so that's a nice one if when it's warm out to, to when it's ride. 89 degrees in yeah. april so yeah. 
But then, I mean, as, as far as Epcot goes, you know, otherwise, I mean, we rode Soaring, Spaceship Earth, kind of mm-hmm. the classics. Again, I mean, we're, they're, you can see the building that they're building for Guardians of the Galaxy, and it is the biggest thing in <laughs> Epcot. It's huge. Humongous. Yeah, the building that they're building for it. Um, you can you can look into where Ellen's energy adventure was. It's completely gutted. And that building in there looks huge because that housed a ride. And that's just going to be the queue area. I mean, the ride building that they've built is probably like two or three times that size. So once that opens and then the Ratatouille rides opens, there'll be a lot more new stuff in Epcot. But really the only kind of newer thing was the, the Frozen ride for the most part. The, you're riding the food if you go to Epcot or the or the drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're there for the food or drinks, but I mean, Soaring's a great ride. You know, Spaceship Earth is is great. That that's a nice one if you're tired. <laughs> sure. to, that, yes. That's a nice one if you're yes. tired. Yes, I was appreciate. So. I told you that I would ride it again just so I could fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good one to sleep on. I've thought about. I was thinking about that at this time when we were at the park because you're right. You know, we were tired after being up at 3 a.m. for two days running a 10k and a half marathon of. You know, there are certain rides in Disney World that are that really lend themselves to falling asleep. Like I thought of it when we were riding Spaceship Earth. I thought of it when we were riding the, the, people, the people Mover in Magic, Magic Kingdom. And I was like, I should make a list of the top rides to fall asleep on. Yeah, in Disney but it was World. a beautiful day when we rode the People Mover, so there was a lot of things to look to at. See, but it right. moves very slowly, so it's nice. We'll yeah. talk about it. Um, one other thing, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Uh, so. Before we left on Monday, I didn't want to risk airport food, so I wanted to eat something, and we were in Epcot again. So I stopped at, we stopped at the Honey Bistro, and they have a roasted cauliflower with buckwheat, honey, carrot puree, wild rice, pilaf, asparagus, honey blistered grapes, sunflower brittle, and coriander flowers. I know that's a mouthful, but... And, and, that, and this whole place is... It's the bee. It's all right. honey. It's all honey-based honey based. product. Yeah. That was a, a gluten-free product that they carry. It it was close to the poutine. The flavors in it were... They popped so well. It had almost every single flavor in that little tiny dish. Like, I probably could have ordered three or four of them if I had been really, really hungry and just keep eating it because it had savory. It had sweet. It, it had umami. It was... Every flavor just perfectly melded together and made for this delicious dish. So if you're going and you're wondering where you should eat, I, think I don't that think that, you can go wrong eating anywhere. Yeah, probably not. Carts, but, but I mean, I would I would highly recommend that particular place and the cauliflower dish there. Yeah, yeah that, that was pretty good. So I guess ra- we'll wrap it up with the magic kingdom and i guess just stepping back real quick so we did see at animal kingdom rivers of light that nighttime show that was our first time seeing that i think that was a good show i would i mean it it's hard they can't do fireworks there or anything too loud because of all the animals so they use the water screens i think you brought the point of it's not quite as good as phantasmic yeah, yeah as from phantasmic the water is screens. far better so if you have to choose but um, it's an interesting show i, I, mean, I liked phantasmic. it i definitely i definitely liked well, it the was Rivers really nice show. because we got preferential seating for eating at the Tusker House. Right. And then we went and we had we sat in the back. So we were able to stand up because we were right in front of a like a cement wall. Um, so we were like I could stand up and see over people's heads or like get better pictures. Yeah, you don't have and, to worry about people behind you. Yeah, exactly. I, I had a wall to lean against. So, I mean, that's a hot tip. Eat at the Tusker House. The food was great anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, we did the we did the 
breakfast Rivers of Light package dining plan, which is nice because you have guaranteed seating, so you don't have to go early. And they also let you leave if you have that ticket because you yes. get a ticket. They, they said, hey, you can go and grab a seat if you need to step out or something. Just show us the ticket again. So we got there. You, you grabbed a seat. I had to run out real quick for something. I think I ran to the bathroom. But so it's nice. You weren't stuck there waiting, you know, half an hour for the show or something. Exactly. Like that. We weren't so, packed in there like sardines. We had we had a little bit of space. Yeah, there. you have your own section. Yeah, it's pretty good. So all right, so moving on to the Magic Kingdom. And we also have Disney Springs. To, yeah, briefly, yeah, we, yeah but, we can talk about that. So so to wrap up the, the theme parks proper here. Um, we met Merida. Yeah. Or we, Meredith as you I, thought. I thought her name was Meredith for a while. I did not call her Meredith here though. But no, she yeah, she was pretty cool. We talked about how her mom got turned into a bear mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. And we took so. some pictures at pretending to shoot bow and arrows. Yeah. The um, cast member was excellent. She was really good. Scottish Scottish accent. I was wondering how convincing it would be. She sounded great. So it was that was enjoyable. You've never seen the movie, so I was explaining to her that yeah i know like what it's about and that's what i was asking it. i was like didn't somebody like turn into a bear or something like that and, and that's she what she ever the- heard that she's yeah. like what are you guys talking about bears for and so yeah. we had to explain it so it, that was a that was a good interaction and then we wrote a couple things we'd never written before when we were in magic kingdom so the first thing that we wrote was as we were mentioning before the people mover this is a yes, ride i wanted to ride this because i had seen I've started seeing it lately because it goes through Space Mountain. And I was like, oh, I want to ride that. I want to see something that goes through Space Mountain. That sounds pretty cool. And so I told Angela, I was like, we have to ride this. It's not an exciting ride, but I want to ride it. And there was no line for it at all. Honestly, this is a great ride to ride if you're tired. It is a cool, cool ride where you get like an aerial view of a lot of the things in Epcot. Um, it was it Magic was neat. Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Um, but you got to see like some of the plants and, and other things from above. We could see some of the construction. We got great views of the castle. I got some cool pictures of the castle while we were on it. Yeah, it basically goes through, for those of you that didn't ride it, it goes through Tomorrowland. You may, if you, it's up on like the second level above all the rides. So if you've ever kind of looked up, you, you'll see it moving around. But yeah, it's, it's really nice. It goes through Tomorrowland. It goes into Space Mountain. You can't really see much uh, because it's dark in Space Mountain. You can see some of the lights. It actually goes in between the lift hills on Space Mountain, which I never realized anything went in there because when you're on Space Mountain, you can't really see where the people mover comes in at. But when you're on the people mover, you look up and you see where those two astronauts are uh, in in between the lift hills. So it's interesting to see that. Uh, But yeah, but it was cool because we also, it goes over like where they're building the Tron coaster. So we got to see kind of that construction progress. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a really interesting ride. It's easy to miss. I think but a lot of people probably you shouldn't miss it. Yeah, you I think should a lot at least of people, ride it once. Yeah, don't ride it because they're like, oh, that's not that fun of a ride. But usually, there's not a long wait for it, and it moves pretty quick. And I do. I think it's a fun ride. I'm glad we rode it. Right. So. Yeah. So that was great. And then we were. I think that was actually pretty close. Um, I remember we did another episode and we were talking about. I think it was like rides for different age groups or something, but. We I'd seen Mickey's Magic on that list and we were right there. So and we were tired still. So I was like, let's go do this because it's kind of a show. And it was so cute. We loved it. Yeah, that's just in a theater and it's a 3D movie. Um, but yeah, it's really well done. It kind of goes through all of like the Disney hits of like cartoons. It brings in like all like the different characters. 
Well, yeah, it, it, um, so it's not a Mickey cartoon at all. It's a Donald cartoon. So it is like Mickey comes out and then Donald wants to be in charge of the symphony. And so he picks up the, um, the sorcerer's hat. Yeah. He gets the, the sorcerer's hat and he starts to try to conduct and all the instruments and everything goes awry. And and then he kind of runs through different songs of like different Disney movies and things. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really well done. I I really like that one as well. And again, that was a a pretty short wait for that one. I think we walked right on. We just so happened to be, I think it in, yeah, right. Whenever they were clearing out. But yeah, but I think that's another one that a lot of people probably miss. Um, I think that was kind of our, probably our main thing at the magic kingdom this year is because everybody knows you know, the main rides. Everybody goes and rides Seven Dwarfs Minecar Ride. They ride Pirates nice. of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise. Big Thunder. Th- th- yeah, Thunder all, all, all the mountains. Yeah. Splash, Big Thunder, Space Mountain. <laughs> so, and, you know, and so we, we did all of that stuff too, but I think we made a conscious effort this time. To choose some things that yeah. aren't as um, popular rides or they're not as big names. They're older rides. Yeah, and things that we may not have ridden before because when you go and you ride all of those rides that basically takes up all your time to ride all of those rides. And so mm-hmm. you can't do some of the other stuff. So we said, Hey, you know, if we don't get to ride everything, like we didn't ride splash mountain this time, or we didn't ride jungle cruise this time, but we took that time to say, let's ride the people mover, you know, let's ride, you know, let's go see Mickey's PhilharMagic. Um, and we, we like, also like the hall of presidents. We didn't do that this time, but that's another one that I think you know, people maybe bypass a lot. And we so. also went and, and, uh, met Mickey and Minnie again. And we had a really funny interaction cause you were Disney bounding as Mickey. Right. And it, they were in their birthday, Mickey's 90th they birthday were, celebration. They were in their clothes. birthday suits. No, Is that what you were bir- about to say? birthday celebration clothes. <laughs> no. I mean, I guess kind of technically, but no, but they were in their celebration clothes. He, Mickey was rocking like the LeBron James suit with the, the shorts with the, the jacket. Yeah. And yeah, and he noticed that I had like yellow shoes on, and so he made he like made a comment to that. And Minnie saw that as well, and so Minnie saw pretty, I had Minnie ears on. We yeah. were dancing. We had a great interaction with him. Yeah, it was, it was a it, lot of fun. Yeah, it was really good. So, and I really appreciate um, so, you know, we don't have kids, as I've said a couple times. I appreciate that the characters, at, they t- still seem to a lot of them take as much time with you if you don't have children as if they would like, they, as they would with somebody who does have children. Yeah, they do. So, so like, because a lot of times with kids, they're signing autograph books. It takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. So pictures, come, they have to make sure the kids are looking it, into the camera. Yeah, if you come in and you don't have an autograph book or something, it's not like, Oh, they rush you through really quick. They do try to interact with you a little bit and, and take, spend some time with you. Yeah. So that was, that was an, an, a fun interaction. One other thing, I think the last thing, did, are you, except for that we want to talk about the happily ever after. Oh, so yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. Hap- well, which I think is probably the best nighttime show. I mean, yeah, it's the projection show on the castle. Yes. But one thing I wanted to mention, though, is we rode back to Magic, Magic Kingdom using the monorail, and we met the most sweet little girl, Sophia, on the monorail, and we did a couple transfers, and she was like following us. Her poor parents were probably like, oh my goodness. We signed her autograph book. She yeah, we signed her, autograph, sign her book. autograph book. Um, I guess a cast member had said that she has people that she meets sign her autograph book. We're like so, celebrities now. Yeah, yeah. Sophia was so cute and she was so sweet. And um, she like wanted to go watch the show with us. And I'm like, you have to stay with your parents. But yeah, she was a sweetheart. So another thing I love about Disney is you can strike up a conversation with anybody. With and it's not anybody. like that weird. Yeah. Whereas in real life, if you're talking to a little girl, it might be like, Mm, why is this person this weirdo talking to my kid so (laughs) so yeah shout out to sophia and her family 
that was on our way to Happily Ever After, which, again, it's a, it's a great show. I mean, it's the projection show on the castle. They do a great job with it. The fireworks, the, the fireworks the music, are incredible. The music. The recap the, of all the movies. I mean, just it's everything is great. It, the, it is very interesting. I mean, they, they play all the songs and... Tinkerbell caught me off guard again. I I think she I feel like she used to fly out at the beginning of the show, but maybe she didn't. Yeah, she's at the end. She comes yeah. out toward the end. You're not paying attention at all to where she's coming out of, and then she just flies out and she's wearing her lit up costume, looking fly. They had the great fight scene between Scar and Simba at the very end of The Lion King as part of it, and they even use and this just befuddles me. And it's crazy though. They use Pirates of the Caribbean as part of it. There is no other live action movie part of the castle show except for pirates of the caribbean you see like shadows of will turner and captain jack sparrow sword fighting and they play the really amazing uh music that goes with it that dun 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 dun, like music so it was excellent love it yeah so it's it's a great show i love that show so getting to see it again was great so, and you mentioned, I think, so then one final thing is just a little bit of Disney Springs. Um, mm-hmm. We spent some time there. That may be my favorite place just to kind of go and explore in Disney. <laughs> it, it, they did such just a good job with, I mean, they have like that little, like little river and everything. It's just a really relaxed vibe. It's a great place just to kind of go grab something to eat, sit, people watch a little right. bit. The water is like a Caribbean blue. So just like you were saying, relaxed vibe, it, it, it does... It has a very calming effect and everything's in beautiful, bright colors. That was the thing I enjoyed the most because when we went, it was still, everything was brown, you know, where we live because it's, it was kind of in that weird transition period between when you're going from winter to spring. So it was beautiful going down there and seeing all the vibrant colors. Uh, and Disney Springs is, is another place they do an excellent job of that. Right. So I think in Disney Springs, you probably want to talk about Raglan Road, um, because we ate there and then just a quick thing we did the void uh, yes. we did the wreck at ralph ralph breaks the vr so you want to mention the raglan road yeah, real I'll talk quick about just that. wrap up more food here sure so at raglan road i ordered the scallop forest and it looks kind of like a forest like they stab them on forks you get six of them uh, that was delicious i it was really good it's fried and it was gluten-free so it tasted amazing. They had great dip, dipping sauce that came with it. And we it. went there because of the onion rings. Yes, we went because of the onion rings. Gluten-free fryer. Right. So we tried to go to uh, Cooks of Dublin, and they, I guess their gluten-free fryer was down, so we went and sat down at Raglan Road. And the onion rings themselves, great crunch, but honestly, they were disappointing. Like, they weren't... They, they were well-made, but there needed to be some sort of seasoning in the batter, uh, because they they were kind of bland, so that wasn't my favorite. But our bartender was great. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was from uh, Pennsylvania as well. So it was interesting because um, we told him we were from PA, and so he's like, "Oh, I you know used to grow up there." He he is Irish though, so, right? So you know, when he was working at the Irish bar, but yeah, he was from PA. So you know, we were kind of talking about some stuff. So he was really good. Um, but then yeah, the other thing at Disney Springs and and why we went down there is because we did the void the ralph breaks vr so we talked yes. about last year when we went to disneyland you can hear our recap episode on the secrets of the empire which is the star wars void experience and the void is a vr interactive experience so we wanted to do the wreck it ralph and one. i don't want to say we're the best but we are the best it was still running <laughs> but the, i really like the wreck it ralph one it, yeah the wreck it ralph more, one i think was better it's more of a game based you're kind of you're playing against it's more team like 
this team versus that team. We were the only two people yes. doing it. And it so was we, fantastic. We so played we against directly against each yeah, other. But it was a lot of fun. Um, they do like the milkshake pancake yeah. thing from, from the movie. Kitty gets the milkshake. Bunny gets the pancake. Yeah. But I thought, I agree. It was really well done. What I found interesting was it's the same layout that they use for Star Wars. Because mm-hmm. um, I remembered how the Secrets of the Empire went afterwards. But they just put the the Wreck It Ralph in your VR, and it it's it's like a completely different experience. But I right, really like it. Basically, they're just changing the skin. Everything yeah. is the same, but they changed the yeah. skin of it. And this time, I did remember to touch things. Like I I laughed because you know last time you remembered to touch everything, but a lot of the walls were there. Although sometimes you, there would be a wall, and I'd touch in front of me, and there wasn't one. Yeah. Or like. There was a balcony and you could put your hands over the balcony. And there was at one point where we got separated. It made it seem like we were on opposite ends of a game arena. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like you disappeared because you yeah, they make like you, you go in away. different rooms. And I wanted to try to like go back from where we came from to see if I could find where you were. But I was scared because I really thought, <laughs> oh, no, how did you get 100 feet away from me? Like, that's how believable it really is. But I would agree. I like this one. And I don't know if maybe it's just because it's more recent in my memory, but I think the the game aspect of it made it more fun than The Secrets yeah, of the it, Empire. I think it was, yeah, if you're going to do one or the other, unless you're a huge Star Wars, like you're a huge Star Wars fan. I say do them both. <laughs> well, because but the, I would do Ralph. The Ralph one is limited time, and, and we weren't even sure it would be available when we went. That's why when it was, we, you know, we jumped on the chance to do it because they're going to be rotating through other Disney properties. They're going to be doing a Marvel one, another Star Wars one. So I have to imagine another month or two here, the Ralph one's going to go away and they're going to right. get a new one. When we so. got out too from 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 playing, the um, the guy that worked at the desk said, ask us what we scored. And I think we were like in the 120s, right? One, I think you were like 123. I was 128 or something, something like yeah, that. Yeah, he said that was pretty good. And he was like, oh yeah, most people usually score in their 60s. I think he was, so make, then I I think like he was making you feel good about yourself. No, that's, no, no. That's I'm the a Disney, baller. That's the Disney he experience. Was, <laughs> he was like, oh, that's a really good score. And then like underneath his breath, he was like, that's terrible. So, <laughs> But he said he scored in like the 200 something. I don't I know. I believe it. think he was you feel it. good about yourself. And but. then we said like the keyword or milkshake and we got a free picture. Yeah, I got a free Actually, they gave us two pictures. Yeah, and all the buses. Yeah, there's like keywords. If you say whenever you uh, leave, they, they let you get your digital picture for free. So, but yeah, I, I thought it was a great experience. Again, I love the void. I love the Star Wars one. I think you you liked it, but you didn't love it as much as I did. Um, so I recommend doing the void any chance you get, no matter which one you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think the, the Ralph one, just because of the gaming aspect of it, uh, was better than. Yeah, then, it, then the original Secrets of the Empire. And I think everyone they do here on out is only gonna get, going to get better and get better. That much better. So I think that pretty much wraps up yeah. kind of our, our, our Long trip episode recap. Today. Yeah, our, our trip recap. Uh, if you have any questions about anything we talked about or any questions about the park, uh, something that you would like us to cover that we may have missed, uh, let us know. You can let us know on Facebook. We are at Enchanted Ears Podcast. Or you can let us know on our website, www.enchantedearspodcast.com slash podcast question. Check out our Instagram. Uh, oh, also. Yeah, at Enchanted Ears Podcast yeah. on Instagram as the well. The Pongu so. Pongu was pretty good, but it wasn't great. 
I oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the Pong, Pongu, Pongu drinks at uh, at Pandora. So and the Su Su Suli Camp ca- uh, the Suling Cantina was pretty good. Yeah, that we was ate there quick, twice. Yeah, that was a that, quick service. So we meant we forgot to mention Pandora. those. But again, Pandora, I think just overall hits. is great. Yeah, you, straight fire. You can't, you can't do wrong <laughs> with Pandora. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, make sure you leave us a rating, a review, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. We're pretty much. Everywhere now, Apple, Google, we're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can get your podcast, make sure you listen uh, and leave us a review. That It really helps. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Next week's our 50th episode. What? So, yeah, it's, we hit 50. We're going to be talking about Orange Bird next week yes. because we were so inspired by the Orange Bird sippy cup. So, we'll be talking about <laughs> sippy cups. That's what I think what they're called sippy cups, whatever. Um, <laughs> I like sippy cup better. Sippy cup. So, we'll, we'll kind of be talking about Orange Bird. I have Bird. a little bit of a Peter Pan syndrome going. So, I want to. I want to stick with the stippy cup. Okay. Next week. <laughs> so our, our, and our will be our 50th episode. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we'll see you here next Monday. And remember, have, have a magical, magical day. day.